Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon, listeners, and thank you for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I am your host, Belsis Smalley. And I am your host, Craig Smalley. So I want to let everybody know that our office is closed today. So we're actually doing our show from home. So if you hear some kids in the background, it's also spring break. The doorbell might ring. So um, I just do want to just let you know that in the beginning. Yes, it's a little bit challenging this week with it being spring break and uh we uh, did close our office for uh, the Good uh, Good Friday and Easter holidays, so thanks for bearing with us, and uh, hopefully we won't have too much background noise. This is uh, week three of our show, and we're excited to be with you again live on the air. And as I've mentioned before, we have decided to challenge ourselves on making uh, the topic of taxes fun and interesting, which is a bit of a challenge if you are um, out there listening, so... Um, don't turn the channel. We will uh, have a lot of good information for you. Yeah, so this week we're going to be discussing what to do when you owe the Internal Revenue Service. So we're late enough in the tax season now where uh, usually the people that file early uh, are the ones that are getting refunds, but people that start gathering their stuff together now are the ones that know that they owe the IRS. So um, we can, um, we're happy to take calls. You're welcome to call. The call in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. And uh, before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice given on tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley, EA, and CWSCAPA, LLP, and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on the radio show. You should always consult with your tax and or legal advisor. So um, Tax Avoidance is Legal does have its own website. You can visit us online at www.taxavoidanceislegal.com. And throughout the week, you can email us your questions. Um, you can send them to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com, or you can use the form on our website on the contact um, button. And I do want to stress that um, any uh, questions you submit Throughout the week through Wednesday, we definitely have plenty of time to feature on Friday's live show. However, I do also um, check the email box throughout the show as well. So if you're a latecomer, if you haven't uh, had a chance all week to send in your question and you have something you want uh, Craig to answer, please feel free to send us an email. I will be checking it throughout the show, and we will try to get your questions um, featured on today's show. Um, our show is sponsored by CWSCAPA LLP. Um, we are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. So if you have any questions, um, always feel free to give us a call at 1-844-CWSEAPA or um, visit our website at www.cwseapa.com. And uh, our sister uh, company, Tax Crisis Center LLC, uh, the uh, nation's premier tax resolution firm. You can also contact uh, Tax Crisis Center at 1-855-IRS-2911. So now that I got all that um, legal stuff and disclaimers out of the way, Craig, 
we get a lot of questions when it comes to folks owing the IRS. So I knew this was going to be a show that was going to get you all excited uh, to, to get uh, chatting on all the different uh, ways people tend to get in trouble with the IRS and um, what you can do if you uh, owe the IRS. So uh, that being said, do you mind starting at the beginning and talk a little bit about how people uh, end up owing the IRS? Oh, well, there are a number of ways that you can owe the IRS. So obviously you can uh, do your tax return and you owe the Internal Revenue Service money. There's other ways that um, you can owe the IRS, but it basically boils down to is anytime that the IRS assesses taxes, that means that you owe them money. Yeah, we do get a lot of that, and folks tend to uh, really freak out when it comes to owing the IRS. Can you talk a little bit about what happens when a tax is assessed? Well, yeah, well, let's talk about how a tax gets assessed, okay? So there's a number of, of ways that a tax can be assessed. And like I said, if you file your tax return and you owe the Internal Revenue Service money, you send that return in, the tax has been assessed. So, um, and that's very important is to know when the tax has been assessed. So the tax has been assessed then. So let's say that a year from the time that you filed your tax return, um, you get a letter in the mail saying, hey, uh, you didn't include this on your tax return and you realize you made a mistake and there's an additional amount of tax uh, owed. You have 30 days to respond. If you don't respond, then the tax gets assessed. So um, and it gets assessed on whatever certain date. And then another time that a tax can be assessed is if you're in an audit and there's something that was on your tax return that um, shouldn't have been on there or there was additional income or some expenses that you submitted where uh, the IRS didn't go for um, and you waive the appeal process or you even go through the appeal process and um, appeal says, well, you know, we're going to agree with the examiner, the tax can be assessed. So there are a number of ways that tax can be assessed. And I know that that's, um, I know that that's, that's very, very uh, complicated, but you know, it's not just filing your taxes where you, where a tax can be assessed. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you explained that because I know that uh, folks usually um, have a lot of questions about that. But uh, probably the the next big question is um, once a tax has been assessed, what happens if you um, get that fun fun filled notice in the mail, uh, that happy letter that no one wants to get, and um, you end up owing, and now you realize what can I do about this? I can't pay this right now. So what can what happens if you can't pay? Well, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, you know, when a tax is, is assessed, um, the IRS will send you a notice and let you know the tax has been assessed. You owe us X amount of dollars. Well, if you can't pay that, then there's a whole host of things that you can do. You can um, that that we're going to talk about later, but. Um, one of the things that you don't want to do is avoid an IRS letter. Now, I will let you know, I do this for a living. I've done this for 22 years. So don't think that you're the only person that doesn't open IRS notices because 
I have clients that will come to me at the end of the year and they'll have a whole stack of IRS notices. Anytime that you ever have to sign for an IRS notice, it is important. So there's something that goes on there. So you really, really, really need to, um, you know, pay attention to when you start signing it. But if you can't afford to pay the IRS, there's so many different avenues that you can take, um, to where you don't have to avoid, um, IRS notices. That's a good point you made because, uh, yeah, we do see that a lot. We will have folks come in during tax time and I'm, uh, you know, in the beginning I, I was quite surprised that folks, you know, would leave these envelopes from the IRS sealed and they didn't even want to open them. But, uh, you made a good point there that once you're signing, having to sign for it, you, you probably really want to open that because, uh, as I'm sure you'll go into further in the, in the show, uh, sometimes uh, it can make the difference between, you know, losing some of, of your rights if you're. Yeah, and exactly. That's exactly it. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about this in depth later, but, um, you know, you have certain rights as a taxpayer and that's what's really, really important. So in 1997, there were congressional hearings about the Internal Revenue Service and um, there were taxpayers that were coming up and talking about horror stories of the IRS coming in and putting locks on their businesses and um, you know, one guy had a heart attack. So out of that, Congress came up with these taxpayer bill of rights. And you have so many rights now that you didn't have before. So um, when you start getting IRS letters, especially the ones that you have to sign for, the ones that you have to sign for rights are attached to that. So be very, very careful. Open those up because the IRS is very funny. They work in 30-day cycles typically. So um, you'll get a notice once, and then 30 days later, you'll get another notice. But once you start signing for them, you've got to be very careful. Now, there will be one notice that will come eventually, and it's called a final intent to levy notice. When you get that notice, you have 30 days to act on that notice, or you lose most of your rights. Wow, that uh, that sounds pretty scary. Uh, I can understand why folks avoid opening those letters, but like you said, the most important thing is to know you have rights and know that you can get help for this. You don't have to face it alone, and if you do get all these notices, uh, the best thing to do is to open the notices, and if you find that it's something that you don't understand, get Get some advice. Go see someone about it so that um, you don't risk losing your rights. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because once you lose those rights, you can't get them back. So um, the reason why I pointed out a final assessment is that just because the I, or, or, or I'm sorry, a final intent to levy is just because the IRS says that you owe money doesn't really mean you owe it and you can appeal that. So if you get, if you get that final intent to levy, you have 30 days to appeal that and you get to go to appeals and you get to let them know why you don't think you owe the money. And, um, that becomes important, especially for somebody that's ever been audited. That's a big deal. And, you know, you've gone through, you know, whatever, and they say that you owe the money. Well, you still have a final appeal where you can appeal the amount that you owe and you can bring up reasons why you don't 
think that you owe that. So, um, you know, that's that's something that's very, very important. The IRS is, uh, you know, it's definitely possible that there could have been a mistake. Something maybe didn't get filed. Maybe your previous tax preparer uh, did something you didn't realize or, you know, any, anything could have happened. So always best to open the notices, read through it, make sure you preserve your rights and, and seek help if you need it. Um, and let's say, you know, you, it's something more straightforward. You know you owe, you definitely owe this money, and you know you can't pay. You mentioned there were a lot of different things you could do to, um, you know, to deal with uh, owing th- that money. Um, can you give some ideas of what are the different things? Is there like a payment plan you can get on or anything like that? Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that you can do, but we're running up on a break here. So um, I guess that'll be a teaser to, to come back to. So um, Sounds wonderful. We can do that once uh, we get back from the break. Uh, Craig will go into all the different uh, things you can do to uh, um, pay off the IRS. At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. Tax Crisis Center, LLC, is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at one 1- 844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsa Smalley. Thank you for joining us back uh, at Tax Avoidance is Legal. We are discussing um, what to do if you owe the IRS money. And before we went on break, Craig was going to go into a little bit about what you can do if you owe the IRS money and you can't pay. So, Craig, um, what happens if you can't pay? Can you tell us a little bit about your options if you can't pay? Is there something... Um, I've heard about something called an installment agreement. Is that something that you can um, go into a little bit about or give us some other options of things you could do if you owe the IRS and you can't pay? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things that you can do if you uh, don't, uh, if you uh, if you can't pay the IRS. So the the easiest thing to do is something called an installment arrangement. So you can do that with form uh, 9453, and it's a very easy form to fill out. And if you owe under twenty five thousand dollars, which most people do, if you owe under twenty five thousand dollars, you don't even have to give them any um, any financial information. So you basically just ask them to pay in installments. You have 72 months. You have 72 months uh, to, to pay off the, uh, the installment agreement. But um, just like anything else, there's bad things with that. So um, we had talked about before we went to break, we had talked about tax being assessed. And I said, um, that's very important is to know when the tax is assessed. There's something called the statute of limitations. Okay. So the IRS has 10 years from the date that a tax is assessed to actually collect the money. And if they don't collect it, then they write it off and that's it. You don't owe it anymore. So, um, you know, if you do an installment arrangement, the problem with that is that number one, you're agreeing that while you're on this installment arrangement, you will pay your taxes on time, you will file on time, and it also extends the statute of limitations by two years. So you have to be very, very, very careful with that. Um, I see. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely something that folks need to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you literally can't pay anything in monthly installments, there are two avenues that you can go. You can, um, if you are unemployed or underemployed or something similar to that, you can ask to be put on the currently not collectible status. And um, what that means is that the IRS just can't collect from you. So uh, they may file a lien against you, but the lien would be inactive. So um, but they don't they don't try to collect from you. Now, they review those every two years or so and see if your income is enough to start paying them. But if you're on the currently non-collectible um, status, the statute of limitations continues running. So you could be on the currently not collectible status for two, three, four, five years. And like I said, the statute of limitations keeps running. Another thing that you can do, um, which, uh, you know, is, has become very popular lately is something called an offer in compromise. And what that is, is basically exactly, uh, like it says, you offer the IRS something and they compromise the debt. So let's say that you owe $50,000 and let's say that you're unemployed and you don't have very many assets, uh, you know, things like that. You can go to the IRS, and I'm just using an example, and you can say, look, this is what I can afford to give you. I can afford to give you $5,000, and if the IRS accepts that, that's all you have to pay. Now, there's some caveats with all of that, and all of that sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Um, what ends up happening, and, and there are some bad things about it, is that for the next five years that you're on an offer and compromise, you agree to pay your taxes on time and you agree to file on time. If you don't, 
it undoes the offer. And also, asking for an offer and compromise, uh, you're giving up a lot of financial information. You're giving the Internal Revenue Service your bank account numbers. You're giving them your vehicle ID numbers. You're giving them, you know, you're basically giving them assets that they can come and attach and, um, you know, and get money from. So you've got to be careful about that. And then um, the statute of limitations is extended by the amount of time that the offer is being looked at. So the offer is being looked at for six months. And sometimes it can take six months to a year for an offer to go through. The statute of limitations for that um, assessment of tax would go on for that long. I see. It sounds a little bit um, kind of a little complicated with those offer and compromise. Um, definitely sounds like something you probably want to go to someone for because uh, um, it sounds like a lot of paperwork and a lot of processing. Um, definitely not something that uh, I think most people can handle on their own, or is that something you think they should uh, definitely seek help with? Because I know with uh, our, with Tax Crisis Center, for instance, we uh, assist a lot of folks with offer and compromise, uh, um, and uh, it seems like a lengthy. It can be a lengthy process sometimes. Is that true? It is. Yeah, it's a very lengthy process, and it's something that you know, that no, you shouldn't do yourself. However, I do want to use a word of caution here that there are. Thousands upon thousands of, of companies that consider themselves tax resolution companies. And a lot of them will just take your money and do nothing for you. So yeah. you've got to be very, very, very careful. And that's why, um, a few years ago we started Tax Crisis Center because we saw that there were, you know, people out there that were doing tax resolution and, you know, like I said, what they were doing was they were just basically taking people's money and not doing anything. So you've got to be. See those ads a lot, like, uh, yes. on the dollar, you know, uh, we can do it uh, for, you know, pennies on the dollar, this, that, and the other, and then you'll hear the horror stories of people who've given, you know, you know, five, six thousand dollars and then uh, the company's done nothing for them. So uh, definitely something they should uh, do their research, you know, on before they. Uh, Absolutely. Decide. Yeah, because a lot of those companies, they work with something called salespeople, right? So you're not actually talking to a, um, a person that knows much. They're just trying to make a sale. So. Um, and again, that's why we form Tax Crisis Center. It's anytime that you're ever, uh, have an issue about something or if you're, um, you know, you have an IRS notice where you wanna, you owe the IRS a bunch of money, you're gonna talk to somebody that's licensed that can actually give you true and correct answers and not, um, an answer that'll just get you to pay them and get a commission and uh, turn around and come to find out there's nothing this tax resolution company can do for you. So um, you've got to be very, very, very careful about that. Do your due diligence just like you would any time. I, I agree. I know I've, I've, uh, I sit in on all, on all our meetings and I've, I've heard you many times tell folks you, uh, you always analyze everything very carefully uh, before you consider an offer and compromise, and you 
Um, you make no promises unless you definitely have a, you know, a good feeling that there's a chance this will be accepted because of the fact they have to give up, give up so much personal information. Um, that you yeah. Want to- so, yeah. So if you stop and think about this for a minute, usually by the time that I meet with somebody in tax crisis center, they have a lien against them and what that basically is. And we're going to go into that in detail after the next break, but Basically, with a lien, the IRS can start levying um, bank accounts and start garnishing wages. They can start putting liens on assets and things like that. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's something that I think we're going to really get into in the next time. But if you file an offer and if I know, I know that when I look at something and I look at an offer and I don't think it has the potential of going through, then I literally will not file it because you've given up so much information. You've, you've, if the offer fails, you've now told the IRS your bank account number so they can come in and, and, and levy your bank accounts. You've told them where you work. They can come in and garnish your wages. You've told them what assets you have. They can come and put a lien against those assets, force you to sell them in some, sometimes. Um, so you've got to be very, very, very careful about those. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that, uh, that I want to stress to folks out there is, um, you know, do your research before you go, um, with one of these, uh, tax resolution companies because, not a lot of folks are going to sit there like Craig and really analyze your whole situation and your odds of this offer going through or not. They are just going to take your money up front, uh, take that fee, regardless of whether they think that you have a good shot or not of your offer being accepted and might put you in, in, in a deeper issue now because you've given forth all that uh, personal information. And that's one of the things that I know we take very, very seriously with Tax Crisis Center is to we never collect a fee from someone, um, you know, just for the, the sake of collecting a fee. It's about helping that person out and helping them get through the their uh, tax crisis. Um, so but we're going to go and uh, take a little break here. And uh, when we come back, Craig, I'd really love for you to go into what happens if you don't take care of the amount that you owe the IRS Um I know that's when it can get a little scary for some folks. Um, come back and we will uh, tackle those issues after the break. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWS EAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. 
At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at one 695 6658 Our website is albernaservices.com or email dalbernas at albernaservices.com. Your success is our business. Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance Legal. We are uh, live on the air, and we are discussing um, what to do when you owe the IRS uh, money. And um, we are happy to take calls. Our call-in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. You can also email us your questions at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. Or go to our website, www.taxavoidanceislegal.com, and submit your questions through our form on the website. And we are happy to try to get your questions answered. Um, before we went on break, uh, we were discussing um, what happens if you can't pay. And um, we did uh, mention that on, uh, on, our, on the other side of the break, we were going to discuss um, what happens if you don't take care of the amount that you owe the IRS. And um, I did get an email um, from Shana in Miami, who says um, she received an IRS notice stating that um, a lien is being placed against her and she is concerned. Um, so, Craig, can you talk a little bit about IRS liens and um, what happens if you don't take care of the amount that you owe the IRS? So, yeah, if eventually if, if you're one of those people that just doesn't open your letters and even the ones that you have to sign for, you don't open them, eventually the IRS will put a lien against you. And that lien is now public information, which is embarrassing because anybody can pull the records of that. Anybody can see that you have a lien against you and you'll start getting a bunch of stuff in the mail from tax resolution companies telling you they could take care of the lien. And um, But basically what a lien is, it's the government protecting their interests in um, an amount that is owed. So with a lien, 
the IRS can start garnishing wages. Um, they can also start levying your bank accounts. And what that means is um, the IRS, if you work for somebody, the IRS is allowed to go in to your employer and say, hey, 70% of what this person makes we're going to start getting every time they get paid because they owe us money. And then they can also go to the bank and say, hey, whatever's in this bank account is ours and we'll give you 20 days to dispute that. So the IRS does not mean that as a means to an end. They're trying to get your attention. So there are ways to get wages. If your wages are being garnished, there are ways to stop that from happening. If your bank account has been levied, there's a way to stop that from happening. All you have to do is is either A, call the IRS yourself or hire a reputable firm that will come in and take care of it for you because all this is is just a way for the IRS to get your attention. They didn't get your attention with the letters they sent. They didn't get your attention with the letters you had to sign for. And they certainly, and so they believe that they're going to get your, um, your attention if they start taking your money, which usually is what happens. So, um, that's basically what an IRS lien is. So, Shauna, if you have a lien against you, you need to do something about it immediately. Thank you so much for going into that. That definitely would get my attention if the IRS was uh, garnishing my wages or taking funds out of my bank account. So I know. Um, but it- you would be surprised. You would be surprised because I've met with people in 22 years that have had their wages garnished, 70 percent of their wages garnished for four, five, and six years and have never done anything about it because there's this whole fear of the IRS. And, you know, I just I just want you to know that the IRS is absolutely a scary organization, but you have rights. And one of those rights is the right to representation, first and foremost. So if you don't know how to get it to stop, find somebody that does. And it's very simply to get a wage garnishment stopped or a bank levy stopped. It's a simple phone call. It's it, you know, it stops and you have to be able to make arrangements to, to pay it because the IRS does not see a wage garnishment or a levy of a bank account as a means to an end. They just want you to, they just want to get your attention. And, and I've noticed also in our years in dealing with this that but some folks are, like you mentioned uh, earlier briefly, some folks are embarrassed by the whole situation. Yes. And- Maybe they think, uh, you know, they want to ignore it, and it's not going to go away by ignoring it, and it isn't something that you should be embarrassed about. Um, I mean, that's why, that's why there are professionals out there like us who deal with this kind of situation. That's why there are uh, folks who specialize in this, um, like Craig does. So um, I just want to urge folks out there who are out there dealing with this and suffering in silence, thinking that there's nothing they can do about it or they're embarrassed about dealing with it, is uh, it's not going to go away um, if you ignore it. it. You know, your situation could end up getting worse, and it's not something to be embarrassed about. We see it every day. Um, we have folks come into our office who are, are embarrassed to come in with a stack of unopened letters and don't know where to where to begin. And that's that's what we're that's what we're there for. Um, so take advantage of that. Make sure you do your research. Find a reputable person who's uh, happy to help you and 
and tackle it and don't be embarrassed by the situation. Um, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So don't, you know, don't think you're the only one out there that is, that is dealing with this because you're not. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, we have, I don't know, 1500 clients and, um, it's funny because every time somebody comes in with a stack of IRS notices or somebody that hasn't filed tax returns in 10 and 15 years, they think that that's the first time we've seen it or, um, the first time that, uh, that we've experienced it or it's, or it's, or it's unheard of or it's uncommon. It's not, it's not as uncommon as you think it is. It happens a lot. We see it a lot and we handle it a lot and, and we help a lot of, a lot of people through it. So don't, don't be worried about that. Absolutely. Um, Craig, one of the things that I've uh, heard about before, you were talking about um, liens, wage garnishments, bank account levies. I've heard of what, what accounts receivable levies. I, I know we had somebody with that situation before. Um, what, what exactly is that? If you could explain that for folks out there who don't know the different terms. Okay, so a um, a wage garnishment is basically um, going into a uh, the place that you work, and how does the IRS know where you worked? Well, there was a W two filed from um, last year, so they can go right to that employer, and the IRS has a copy of that. They go to the employer, they find out if you're still working there, and if you are, they'll start garnishing your wages. If you're self employed. It's really embarrassing. If you're self-employed, they can figure out what your accounts receivable is, the customers that owe you, and they can go directly to your customers and, and tell them, pay us. We're the IRS. So they will give them a court order to pay the IRS instead of paying you. So anything that you have out in accounts receivable, so you do some work, you bill for it, and you haven't been paid for it, the IRS has the right, once they have a lien against you, to go out to your customers and tell your customers to pay you. And if you, and like I said, if you think your, embar- your situation was embarrassing before, Wait until something like that happens. It's even worse. I mean, yeah. I couldn't. I I couldn't imagine that happening with with me or one of my clients. That would that would be horrible. Yeah. So you definitely want to tackle some of these things before it gets to that point where you know now now it's becoming more public and and others are finding out about the situation. Um, like I said, um, don't avoid opening those those letters. Now um, you had mentioned um, earlier. Uh, something about the statute of limitations. Um, I, I know that's probably something maybe, maybe you have enough time to tackle it before our next break. Um, if you could talk a little bit about statute of limitations and, um, how, how does that work? Well, there's different types of statutes of limitations. So, um, you have, uh, you know, the first statute of limitations are, for tax returns. So every year you may see this big publicity that the IRS is holding on to billions of dollars in refunds. And the reason why is because after three years that a tax return has been filed, it's become a dead year. So for instance, right now we're in 2016. So uh, I'm sorry, 2015's tax returns are being filed and the, they're due by April the 15th of 2016. Three years from now, so in 2019, or I'm sorry, no, yeah, no, I'm sorry, 2020, 
then 2016 will be a dead year. So uh, you won't be able to get a refund from that. So that's one statute of limitations. But the statute of limitations on collections is 10 years. And um, before we go to break, I've just got this really good story to tell you. There was a client of mine that um, they came to me and said, listen, I've got to file separately for my wife because the IRS keeps taking um, our refund, so we have to file separately. And I asked a bunch of questions, and I realized this was a very old tax debt. So I got a power of attorney from him, and I went in and I looked at the at the um, his transcripts, and on the transcript, sure enough, the statute of limitations had run out. And this guy thinks that I solved something for, for for him, and I really didn't. I just looked at the transcripts and saw that the statute had run out. So um, today, there's still clients, great people, and they they file a joint return now. So it's uh, it's something, but yeah, it's statute of limitations to be really really careful of. Yeah, definitely, and it, it's great that you found that for them. Um, so sometimes it can be something simple like that that you know you've been stressing about and worrying about, and it just takes asking the you know the, the questions to somebody who has the knowledge. And I'm so glad that it was something that was uh, easy to fix for them. But it, that's why it's so important to be informed, and one of the main reasons that um, we we took on this challenge of of doing the radio show is to try to you know, inform the public because there is honestly so much. I mean, I, I learn things every single day, and I know uh, Craig wakes up at 3, 4 in the morning and reads all these tax law changes that would put me right back to sleep, but God love him. He loves it, and it's his passion, and and it's so important to be educated and informed about um, about all the, all that, you know, stuff that's out there. So that's one of the reasons we do the show, and we hope that we are, uh, you know, putting forth this information to the public so that they are more informed. And um, with that, um, it's about time for our next break. So um, we did get uh, an email that I think is great. I'm going to answer that when we return from our break. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional who has your best interests at heart. At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our simple structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. 
Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Now, let's get back to Craig and Dulcis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today, we're discussing what happens when you owe the IRS. And I want to remind you of our call-in number. It's 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. And you can also visit us on the web at www.taxavoidanceislegal.com or email us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And um, before the break, we discussed a number of things regarding owing the IRS money. And uh, we have an email from Nick in Austin that ties into what we were going to talk about next. Uh, so this is perfect timing. Nick asks, is paying your taxes criminal? And that's an awesome question, Nick. Um, Craig, can you go into that a little bit? Yes, yeah, I would, I would absolutely love to go into, into this. Um, normally, 99.9% of the times, not paying your taxes is not a criminal offense. It's a civil offense, okay? However, there are times where it can become criminal. And let me explain how it becomes criminal. So, if you're an employer of somebody and you withhold money, um, from them, you pay rolling, you withhold Social Security, Medicare, and federal tax, um, you're acting as an agent. That's the government's money, and your job is to turn around and pay that off to uh, the Internal Revenue Service when it's due. If you don't do that, the long and the short of it is you're embezzling money from the United States Treasury, and they, they don't like that very well. So, um, if you do owe money and it's payroll taxes that you owe, the IRS does not play around with payroll taxes because it is criminal. But for the everyday person that owes $25,000 on a tax form that they filed or something like that, that's not criminal. Nobody's going to come and put you in jail. And, you know, I know that there's this big scam going around now, uh, the, the, the callers. And it's funny. I had, uh, I was interviewed by the, the New York Times about it. I wrote a story that was published in on NASDAQ.com and, um, Oklahoma, okay, news.com. And, um, it's really funny is that people are now getting phone calls from the Internal Revenue Service saying that they're going to come and put you in jail if you don't take care of your back taxes or something similar to that. Um, that's another show. That's another story for another day, but, um, nobody's going to come and put you in jail for not paying your taxes, provided it's not payroll taxes. Yeah, it's not really the, I, we should stress, it's not really the IRS. No, it's borrower. not. It's, <laughs> it's not. It, it's a scammer. It is a scammer. So yeah, you've got to be very, very careful about that. Well, we do have uh, quite a few more emails, so I'm trying to see if we can get through some of these. Um, one, uh, let's see here. Jim in Miami had a question about installment arrangements. Um, Jim says he is on an installment arrangement with the IRS, and he uh, let's see, he has done his taxes for 2015, and he owes about five thousand. He can't pay this amount. What happens now? So it sounds like he's already on an installment arrangement, and now he's done his 2015 tax return and owes another five thousand, and he can't pay that. So 
What can a person do in that situation? Well, it's complicated. So um, what you need to do is first and foremost, file your tax return because not filing a tax return is criminal. Okay. So file the tax return, even if you can't afford it. Now, the IRS will send you a letter saying that they're going to cancel your installment arrangement, which isn't the end of the world. You're not the only person this has ever happened to. When they send you that letter, you just simply ask them for another installment combining the first year and the second year and basically let them know that you were on an installment, you got in trouble again, but... I want to be very cautious. They will only do that one time. You get a one-time get-out-of-jail-free. So if you go into your next year in 2016 and you file and you owe money, well, that's the end of that, and they're going to try to collect um, the money another way. That sounds like maybe uh, Jim wants to be cautious, maybe do some tax planning ahead of time. So Yes, tax- absolutely. Yeah, if you're owing a lot of money, you need to talk to somebody about doing some tax planning because just basically changing the way that you do things a little bit can save you thousands and thousands of dollars in taxes. And that's the importance of coming to see somebody, not just when it's time to get your taxes done, but um, coming, you know, periodically keeping in touch with your accountant or your tax preparer and, and doing some actual tax planning, uh, uh, you know, instead of, you know, at the last minute trying to figure out what can I do now that I owe all this money, because especially if you're already in an installment arrangement um, and you're in the situation that Jim's in, you want to make sure you don't further get yourself in further debt and, uh, and then end up with uh, that uh, installment arrangement being canceled altogether. So I didn't know that. That's really great information. Um, we may have time for, let's see if we have time for one more email. We've got a few more here. And if we don't get to your email, as I've mentioned in previous shows, we will definitely still respond to you. So um, don't let that stop you. If uh, we don't get your questions answered on the air, we will still reply to your email. So please, please do send those questions in because we're here to help you. Um, so an email from Sandy in Lexington. Sandy says that she owed the IRS, uh, let's see, $25,000. Um, she called one of those companies from TV. They told her they would take care of the situation, and they took a, a retainer of $5,000 about six months ago, and the IRS has begun garnishing her wages. What can she do now? Well, um, yeah, first of all, that's that's – unconscionable that somebody would do that. The first thing that you need to do is um, get rid of the people that did this to you. So on the power of attorney, there was um, there was the uh, person's name that is representing you. The power of attorney is the, the form that you filed, and it's not the company. It's the actual person. Um, that's the person that's representing you. That's the form that you signed that they told you, you it's form 2848. Call the, call the, uh, Office of Professional Responsibility in Washington, Washington DC and get rid of these people. But what you can do now is you need to find a reputable firm because now they're really coming after you. So, um, if the first firm won't help you, you need to talk to an attorney maybe about suing them to get your money back because it doesn't sound like they've done anything. Um, it doesn't even sound like they've they've filed their power of attorney because once a power of attorney is filed, they don't they don't uh, contact the taxpayer. So right. um, they've done anything? 
yeah, for anything. You'll get letters, but they won't call you. They won't show up. You're not expected to be at meetings and things like that. So just be very, very careful about that. But um, what you can do now is just find a reputable firm, find a firm that can, um, that you've done some research on that, you know, uh, one of the best things that you can do, um, I know that I do this when I'm not familiar with the companies. I always go to Google and I'll type in their name and ripoff report. And if anything comes up, then that's not a company that you want to deal with. So there are resources out there to sort of find, you know, that kind of stuff out. But, and I'm very sorry that happened to you. And again, that's why we formed Tax Crisis Center years ago is so we, we would be stand out from the competition because we don't do things like that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, feel free to contact us if you're out there and you're having a, a you know, trouble like this. Uh, that's exactly what we, we hate to see that. It, it just, it really breaks our heart. We don't, we hate to hear of people getting ripped off. Um, unfortunately, um, we do have a few more questions, but, uh, looks like we won't get time to answer them on the air, but we will be sure to get back with everyone who's emailed us. We really appreciate the outpouring of questions. Uh, I think we could have probably stretched this into two shows, Craig, because there's so many, uh, folks out there who owe the IRS or have issues and questions, but, Unfortunately, we've got to close out this show for today. Um, and uh, remember to visit us on our website, taxavoidanceislegal.com, and email us your questions. And next week we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to break down um, individual taxation. So that should be fun. That's something that can uh, everybody can relate to that. So we hope everyone will tune in next week when we discuss uh, a breakdown of individual taxation. I bet Craig's going to love that show. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, so I've, I've started going over that show and we're gonna go from beginning to end and everything in the middle, so a lot of good advice will be given out, a lot of things that maybe you haven't thought about, um, you know, coming up, um, on tax time, you know, it's just, you know, just some things to, to save some money, so we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Okay, wonderful. I can't wait. This show is sponsored by Tax Crisis Center, LLC, and CWSEAPA, LLP. CWSEAPA is a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. You can give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to next week. Anyway, yeah, join us next week. We'll be here or visit us at uh, taxavoidancesLegal.com. Email those questions, info at taxavoidancesLegal.com. If we didn't get to you today, we're so sorry. We will answer those emails as soon as we get off the air. Thank you so much and um, have a great, have a great uh, good Friday and an excellent Easter. Thank you.